0: Will you pray with me? Oh, Father God, we just want to come before you again and just thank you for, uh, for, for being the light uh, of the world, for being the one who, who comes to, to shine light into the darkness uh, and show us a better way. Lord, we pray again that uh, as we approach your word, as we, as, we, as we reflect on what Christmas means, that, that you meet each of us here uh, and, uh, and move in us so that we can be drawn into a deeper love for you uh, that inspires us to love each other better. Amen. Sorry. Uh, so, we've been, we've, so throughout the, the Advent season, we've been working through Christmas carols each and every week, uh, kind of driving us to this point. And then today we wanted to work through Christmas carols in our service as well. So we opened with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, realizing that that when the stage is set for Jesus to come, the people of Israel are waiting for something. Uh, They they feel like the world is a dark place and they're waiting. Uh, And until the day that the angels declare that he's there to a group of shepherds, right? Hark the herald angels sing. Uh, And then uh, finally, the song that we just sang was Angels We Have Heard on High, that that message changed people's lives, whether it was the shepherds or the people that they told. And so, as I was reflecting on, uh, we've also been talking this time about what our favorite things are, and there was a reason for that as well, because, like I said, at Christmas time, there are so many different things that are our favorites, right? We talked about some of them already. Some of it's food, some of it's family, some of it's presents, some of it's movies. But another one of my favorite things is the Bible, uh, in which we're going to talk about right now, if we have a few minutes, and so that for you kids as well. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this morning, uh, I wanted to start, well, at the beginning, at the very beginning of the Bible, back in Genesis 1, which, which says this at the very first words of the Bible it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now, my good friend Wally, uh, he's the pastor of Walker Harbor. Some of you might know him, some might not. Uh, Wally and I were roommates in Israel, and now we're going to Turkey. If you want to come to Turkey with us, that's a little pitch. I didn't mean to, but you should. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, <clears throat> Wally has, has, a, has a skill. Uh, Wally sees the world differently than, than I do, because Wally is a really, really creative person. And so he's really good at helping people experience the Bible differently uh, than you normally would especially when it comes to verses like this one. For me, it's easy to read these first few verses and forget to be in awe of them, in wonder, right? That in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. For me, I can read that quickly and miss the wonder that's involved there, right? Once there was nothing, and then God made everything, which is crazy, right? It's mind-blowing, it's so big. And the next line, too, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God spoke, and with the word, nothing becomes something. That kind of power, that kind of awesomeness should be awe-inspiring, and sometimes we can read over it quickly. We're supposed to sit in the wonder of it and bring our minds to the edge of understanding where it just goes a little bit beyond it. It's that amazing. What else is amazing about these verses is that God doesn't just make a few things, does he? He makes millions and billions of things. Another one of my favorite things is space, outer space, right? Now, sure, I like fantasy outer space. I'll travel with a Jedi or on the Enterprise. I don't care, right? Either one. Either one's fine. But even more than the fantasy levels of space, I'm in awe of actual outer space, right? And I've got a few of my favorite pictures. There's recently, for some of you, if any other space nerds out there, you know that a major uh, scientific breakthrough was launched into space called the James Webb Telescope, right? Uh, So we used to have the Hubble Telescope where we got some awesome images of outer space. We launched the James Webb and got even better ones. And so I wanted to share a few of those with you this morning. This first one is one of my favorite pictures from the James Webb uh, Telescope. because it's called, they titled it the hand of God, right? Which is kind of a cool thing. So it's this nebula out in space of gas and stars. And you can see it kind of looks like a hand, right? Which is pretty amazing. And I just think it's an absolutely gorgeous picture. Uh, the next one's kind of cool as well. Uh, they call this one the angel. And maybe you can see why, right? It kind of looks like it's got two wings out there. Just mind-blowingly beautiful. And when you start to look at these pictures, you realize that God... God's creativity, his, his desire to put beauty in the universe is, is outstanding. We've got galaxies that are filled with billions and billions of stars, right? And then we, go to, we even have galaxies that are just visually stunning in their spirals and, the, and, the ga- and all of those things in there. And we realize there are billions of stars in each of the galaxies, and then there are billions of galaxies as well, each filled with billions of stars. When you actually slow down for a minute and try to wrap your mind around the bigness of space, it kind of breaks you a little bit, right? And yet, each of it is created by God in this immense and overwhelming beauty. But, as amazing as space is, that's not all God created either, right? It's not just things that are out there. He created a lot of things here as well. And so when we slow down and think about that, we, we realize that he created things like trees and flowers, uh, and he didn't just create one or two, he created such a wide variety of them. I've got a few pictures of those too, right? We've got a, a lotus flower, right? That's just the beauty of it inside of a, uh, of a swamp or a pond there. We've got, uh, we've got, I don't even know what kind that is, but it's really pretty, and that's why I put it up there. I should have probably known. But then we have, we have trees or we have cactuses, right? We have these landscapes here, just awe-inspiring. I love being in the mountains uh, and getting to see those kinds of things. Or, uh, or like the, the, this would be mountains out west, but that's, there's you have mountains on, on the east too, and it's, it's really, really, really beautiful. So we have all of this gratuitous creativity with different colors, different shapes, different sizes, all of these amazingly different things. Did you know that there's even a flower that blooms only once a year? maybe once every other year, and when it does, it smells like rotten meat. Has anybody heard of that flower before? The corpse flower, right? It's a crazy thing. It's humongous, and it takes two years for it to actually open up, and then when it does, it smells like rotten meat. So uh, I don't know why people want to see it or why they grow it or why it even exists. I kind of think that God was playing a trick on us with that one, right? Like, hey, they're going to like this one. They're going to wait forever, and then it's going to smell terrible. Um, Maybe. I don't know. The, the, the beauty of creation in, in, the, in the plants and animals and all of, or the plants and, 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 and things like that is amazing, but God doesn't just stop with plants either, does he? How many of you have a favorite animal? Name one out. What's your, a wolf is mine too. I'm with you. Dog, cat, right? A wolverine, of course, right? Love it, right? I don't think Spartan's an animal, so that doesn't even work, right? But we have all of the, we have, but God created such a, millions and millions and millions of animals, too. We have a few pictures of some of my favorite, too. Uh, the, some of them are, like, the, this is just a little uh, poisonous fish thing, right? And just the gratuitous creativity in that. But not only in just fish, we've got bugs, right? We've got this uh, pink praying mantis here, right? It kind of looks like a flower itself, so it can catch its thing, catch its prey. Or like the poison dart frog, Right? Where where it looks amazingly beautiful and would kill you if you touched it, right? Or we've got this crazy thing that looks almost exactly like a flower, but is actually a kind of seahorse, which is crazy to me, right? Uh, Or just simply ducks, right? We've got ducks here with some beautiful, beautiful ducks. Or pink dolphins. I didn't know they were pink dolphins until today. There are. How about that, right? I uh, had to throw one more up for my daughter, Emma, right? We got, we got like a red fox there as well, right? Her favorite animal. Uh, or you can go ahead and go to the animal with the longest neck on the planet where you've got a giraffe, right? Or, or, or a predator like a tiger, right? We have all of, the, all of this gratuitous creativity. Uh, it, when we really slow down and think about all of those things, the vastness of space, the number of different varieties of plants and animals... We realize that, that God, the Bible tells us that God created all of that with just a simple word. And it's mind-blowing to me. It's like it brings me to a place of wonder and awe that, that we serve a God that did all of that. More than that, it makes me joyful that God's so creative. And the Bible actually tells us that God created all of that for you and for me, which is a pretty amazing gift. So we started at the beginning of the Bible, but today is Christmas Eve, meaning that tomorrow is Christmas, which I'm sure a few of you are excited for, right kids? Hey, yeah, absolutely. But on Christmas, we celebrate another part of the Bible, and we've heard that all morning long. We celebrate the moment that Jesus is born. So I wanted to read one more passage to you. It's from Matthew. It says this, it's talking about Joseph. But after Joseph had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said... Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because, she is, what is, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now throughout the Bible, God calls himself by a few different names. The main one he uses is the name Yahweh. Maybe you've heard that before. But he has others as well. He calls himself El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. Sometimes he calls himself Jesus, which we see in the New Testament. Sometimes Lord. And sometimes he calls himself Emmanuel, which might be my favorite one because it literally means God with us. So we started by looking at Genesis 1, and we're in awe of God's amazing power and creativity, right? Right? But Emmanuel might be just as awe-inspiring if we really stop and think about it. The same God that created billions of galaxies, the same God that spoke and there was light, the same mind-blowingly big and powerful God comes to us and calls himself Emmanuel. God with you, with me, which is what Christmas is all about. The Bible tells us that God wanted to be with us to fix our relationship with him, to make things right again. So he comes and lives with us, lived the perfect life we were created to live, and then dies for us. And the Bible tells us he did all of that so that you and me could be called children of God. See, Christmas is all about joy and wonder. When we stop and reflect on the Bible, on the fact that with a word, God created everything, when we stop and reflect on the fact that Jesus came to us, So that we could be called child children of that same God, it has to fill you with awe and wonder. To realize that that the the most immense and biggest person that can exist desires to be near you and me is overwhelmingly awe-inspiring. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. That's what we're gonna to celebrate tomorrow. That's what we're gonna focus on again, is that is that is that God wants to be with us. See, tomorrow is Christmas, it's a magical season filled with all of our favorite things. And so our hope is that as we leave today, as you go back to celebrate your Christmas Christmases with your family, with the food, with the presents, with all of those amazingly favorite things that, that you that we talked about today. Our hope and prayer is that you can rediscover the joy of being the kid of our creator. Our prayer is that you can rediscover the awe and wonder of his creation. As you're, as you're spending time, pay attention to the smells, to the tastes, to the sights, and realize all of this was created for us to enjoy and to, and, and, and to appreciate. May we rediscover the joy and awe of his creation, but may we also rediscover the deeply personal joy of knowing that God came to be with each of us. My prayer for you all this Christmas season is that it be filled with that magic and wonder, that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, that you are loved by the creator of the universe, that Christmas is the celebration of him being with you, and may that inspire awe in you again. May we all develop a deeper and more intimate relationship with God so that we can do just what we read earlier today, that we can take that and, and express that out in love towards each other. Will you pray with me? Father God, we just want to come before you again today and just thank you for the awe-inspiring works of creation, for the beauty of, of the vast galaxies that we see out there in the outer space. That we see star, we, there are stars and nebulas and all of these beautiful things in the unbelievably bigness of space. God, thank you for the, the beautiful creation, the trees, the plants, the flowers, all of those things, the animals that you've given us. And God, thank you most of all that amongst all of that vastness, all of that bigness, you still see each of us. That at Christmas, you come to be with us. May we rediscover the awe and wonder of what, the, of what the Bible tells us is true. May we do rediscover the awe and wonder of what it means to be Emmanuel. Amen.